Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. As you know, we're running a very special series here on the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast called the Retail Entrepreneur Series, where I'm talking to some amazing retail business owners and brands who have done amazing things in their business. The first one in this series is an interview with Wolfie, the gentleman who runs a phenomenal bike store here in the region along Sheikh Zayed Road in Dubai. And if you haven't already checked that episode out, I'd love for you to go listen to it because Wolfie is really clear about what his strategy is and how he's accomplished what he has accomplished. As we go through this retail entrepreneur series, I also wanted to put out an episode and give you a guide on how you can get started with selling everywhere. These days, e-commerce is all the rage. Everyone's talking about it. I would like to help you understand what is at stake and what do you need to do to get started with your own e-commerce business. If you already are thinking of it or if you've started one and you're not sure how to take it forward, I hope that this guide will help you get there. Now, this guide is broken down into series of steps and I'm going to walk you through these steps and get you to a place where you are a lot more knowledgeable about what can happen with e-commerce. So, let's get started. You're listening to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast, a podcast designed to help retailers, restaurateurs, and entrepreneurs simplify business operations and use modern technology to elevate their business. Here's your host, Darren Batia. Okay, welcome to this episode where we are giving you a guide to selling everywhere. What do I mean by selling everywhere? If you run a retail business or you run any other kind of business and you are wanting to offer your product and service to a larger audience, online is the way to go. You want to be able to offer your services and products to a much larger audience than what might come your way into your physical store if you have one. What I want to get into is the idea of selling everywhere. There used to be a point where everywhere meant online and offline and online generally meant your website. However, today's day and age, has really changed things for business owners, especially retail business owners, because there's so much more options when it comes to selling online. What are those options? Number one, you could sell on your website. Number two, you could sell on social media, like your Facebook, your Instagram channels, your TikTok channels. Social selling is what that is referred to. There is also the option of selling on marketplaces like Amazon. And here in the region, we have something called Noon, which is a competitor to Amazon. You're welcome to go on and sell on those marketplaces as well. And that can really change things when it comes to selling online. So the idea here is that selling online no longer related to just selling on your website. There are so many other sub-channels that you can also bring into the picture. And the last option in terms of online channels is the ability to sell on other people's website. So it's a step up from selling on marketplaces And you can accomplish this by finding people who offer things to your kind of customers and then ask them if they could list your product for a nominal fee. And so that's also a great idea when you think about selling online. And I think this brings us to step number one. A lot of business owners that I speak to generally just have a one-track mind when it comes to selling online. I'd like to create my own website and I'd like to start selling. But I think that isn't the answer to this question. What is your e-commerce strategy and how does it fit into your overall business strategy. You may have a retail store, you may have this great idea that you've just come up on, and how does e-commerce figure into this? This is the question that I need you to answer probably with your team, by yourself. Just think about what does e-commerce strategy 
mean for you and how it factors into your overall business strategy because e-commerce isn't a short-term play it's a very very long-term play we're talking 5 10 15 and probably the future of your business is e-commerce so how does it all fit in and is it something that you'd like to even spend your time and energy in do you have the right talent i think there are many sub questions that come under this one step which is what is your e-commerce strategy it's about where do you want to be do you have the right people and how does it fit into your overall business strategy? What I want to say here is there are many reasons why someone is talking about going online. It's not just COVID or it's not that my competitors are doing it or everybody's doing it and I need to do it. That's not what I'm talking about. You need to take a much more deeper look into why you want to go into e-commerce and why does it matter? Because that why is really going to help you stay motivated as things may not always work out to the way you've planned them to, especially true with e-commerce stores. In fact, I think a lot of business owners think that e-commerce is a lot more simpler than running a physical store. In fact, it's actually quite the same. Running an e-commerce store means you've got to make sure that the windows are dressed. You've got to make sure that it's fresh. There are people that are coming. You've got to be responsible for bringing traffic. So there's a lot of components that go into running a successful e-commerce business. And like I said, it's very, very similar to actually running a physical store. So in most cases, actually, running an e-commerce store means you're adding a brand new store to your existing portfolio. So think about that as you start to go online. The second thing is building your e-commerce website. No, I'm joking. That's not it because that's what most people would intend to do. But actually, there's one more step before you do anything to do with building. And that is figuring out what is it that you want to do with your e-commerce website. Now, assuming that you've decided that you want to go online and create your own website, the next step here is to figure out what is your list? What is your requirements list? And that is so important because a lot of business owners get directly into building their e-commerce website and then figuring things out as they build it. As the saying goes, right? Building your plane as you're streaming down to earth. That's not the way you should approach e-commerce. It's about figuring out what you'd like to offer. What are the features? What are the products you're going to carry? And more importantly, who is that customer and what does that customer look like? that is going to come shop in your store. Because the one thing that I have learned in business is that you can't be everything to everyone. And your e-commerce website is a very, very good example of it cannot be everything to everybody. There is a very specific slice of the market that is going to come shop at your e-commerce website. In fact, within your industry, let's take the example of pet goods. You might think, well, if I open up a pet e-commerce website, Everybody who owns a pet will come shop at my store. But I don't think that's true. I think there's a very specific slice within that market that you need to figure out of who is going to come and shop on your website. Is it pet owners who've just got a pet? Is it their first pet? Or is it pet owners who have families and need stuff for their pets? Again, you see, there's so much research that goes into figuring out who are you building this for? I think this needs to be done upfront rather than later so that you know what to include in your e-commerce website. And also, to add to that, what problem are you solving for them? I gave you the example of a couple that has just got a pet and having a website or an e-commerce store that is very focused on them could be very, very lucrative because you can so clearly target what are their problems, what would they need to see and how you can present your solutions to them and how you can ensure they will come and continue to shop with you on a recurring basis as opposed to building a pet shop or a pet store for everybody in the market. So figure out who is it for and what problem do they have and how can you solve that problem. That's step number two. Now step number three is also not building your website because I think a lot of business owners, like I said earlier, will jump into building a website. I think that the step in the middle is actually 
putting pen to paper and figuring out what the design looks like. And this is what we call in the IT space a wireframe. A wireframe is really just a frame of what your website would potentially look like. It is a series of drawings, a series of photos that a user interface designer has put together based on the things that you have told them. And ideally, this would be already captured in step number two, which is plan your feature list. Figuring out what that website would look like is not your particular role, but UI designer's role. And he is going to come on board and help you put together this frame or a skeleton of what the website should look like. Why is this important? Well, this is important because if you just go now, tell a website designer, I need to build an e-commerce website, he or she is going to be very happy because he's got a truckload of money coming his way and you have no idea what you want. And so he's going to take you in circles, probably because he doesn't know what you want and you don't know how to get him to understand what is it that you want. And you guys are going to spend a lot of time in loops. And if you have done this the way I've just laid out, which is step number one and step number two, step number three should be relatively easy because you've got something to give him in terms of your design mantra or your design wishes. Step number four. So far, we've talked about strategy, figuring out what the problem is, figuring out who the core customer is. And the third is, what would that design look like on paper in terms of drawings and images that the UI designer has put together for you? Step number four is where you're starting to figure out what options are available to you in terms of technology. Because you've decided to go ahead with your own e-commerce website, your technology choice plays a very critical role in the discussion moving forward. So what are some of the options that are available to you? The first two big buckets that you should be aware of are building it yourself versus purchasing a platform that has already been designed and built for business owners like yourself. What does building it yourself look like? I'd like to use an example of building your own custom designed home. And as you can imagine, building your own custom home can give you so much flexibility and so much creativity and so many choices in terms of customization and that's very very true in the case of building your own website in fact it's quite the identical process if you will because you get to choose every little detail in your own e-commerce store however this comes at a cost it comes at not only just money cost but also time cost and it also requires you to know very specifically what is it that you desire because your website designer is surely not going to know what you'd like because it's not his website it's yours and your website should depend on the things that we have just talked about knowing who the core customers and what is it that they want now on the flip side you can also choose from ready-made e-commerce platforms and the benefit here is that they've already done all the heavy lifting they've figured out what are the things and features that you would need the most as you get started on this journey and they've already accounted for that so here the analogy would be, it's like moving into a unfurnished apartment. Everything is already done. The house is ready. The foundations are ready. The walls are up. The kitchen's ready. All you need to do is come in, paint the walls, arrange the furniture the way you like it, and then hang your clothes or your products ready to sell. Here, the big advantage is cost. You're not going to spend a lot of time or money in getting this ready. In, in fact, you could have everything up and running in a matter of a few weeks. Especially in 2021, the platforms are really easy to get started with. In fact, in some cases, you may not even need an outside person to come help because you can literally do everything yourself. And that brings us to step number five. What are the platforms that are available to you to choose from? Again, there's a few options and I'd like to make this as easy as possible for you. The first one is something like Squarespace or Wix. These are your entry to e-commerce platforms 
Typically, these are also blogging platforms and they have some level of e-commerce adaptability in them. And a lot of business owners that I see these days are choosing these systems. They're great, they're cheap, and they can get you up and running in a matter of a week or two, not even months. However, the downside with something like Squarespace or Wix is they're not really e-commerce platforms. They were never started out and they don't intend to be full-functioning, full-featured e-commerce platforms. In fact, they're more a hybrid between somebody wanting a simple website together with a bit of a blog and then also some level of e-commerce. This is great if you're just offering a very limited number of SKUs and want something very simple in place to get you started or to get you to tide over till your actual e-commerce website goes live. The second option available to you is to use bona fide e-commerce platforms like Shopify or BigCommerce. These are great because As I mentioned earlier, these guys have figured out what you need in terms of e-commerce. Everything that you need to start selling is already designed for and accounted for. So you've got very, very little things to do in terms of getting ready for e-commerce. And these are great because you pay a subscription every month and you're off to the races. What you don't get in something like Shopify and BigCommerce is the ability to customize infinitely. And my opinion here is that if you're just starting out with e-commerce, you're going to want to learn first about what is it that you desire and then come back and fix it. So getting started with something like this is a great way to go. Option number three is using a little more horsepower in something like WooCommerce. WooCommerce is a e-commerce platform that was built on top of WordPress. And WordPress, if you don't know already, powers almost 30% of today's websites. WooCommerce and WordPress are very, very popular choices when it comes to building websites because it's open source, which means you don't have to pay any fees. And it's relatively easy because everybody's done all the heavy lifting for you already. And you literally just have to pick and choose the modules you'd like and then build it into your website. I put this in option number three because this is a little more complicated than building something in Woo, in Shopify or BigCommerce. Here, you've got the foundation that is ready, but you don't necessarily have the house up yet. You've got a great place to start but you've still got to do a lot of the building yourself and a good designer will definitely be able to help you in fact there are amazing woocommerce designers out in the world today just because the platform is so popular option number four is something like magento and magento is like the ferrari of e-commerce platforms it is a fantastic e-commerce platform full featured very robust used by the likes of under armor and nike But when it comes to using Magento, remember, it's a really complicated machine. There's a lot that you need to figure out in addition to not only building, but also how you would use this platform on an everyday basis. So you probably will need a full-time resource that is on your side, helping you run this on a day-to-day basis. Because this platform needs a lot of tender, loving care. It needs to be updated regularly. It needs to be kept fresh often as well as patches need to be identified and resolved ASAP because these are open bugs and there's a lot of them when you're talking about a platform that is this feature rich. So there you have it folks, four different options when it comes to choosing your e-commerce platform. Now before we go to step number six, there's a few things that I want to share with you in terms of creating a great looking e-commerce website and it usually isn't as complex as you might think it is. So there's a few things that I want to give you so that you can keep them in the back of your head. First one is good design. It's the most obvious, but also the one that is very quickly forgotten as you start to build your website. E-commerce websites can very quickly become very cluttered and very complex to navigate. So having a idea in terms of simplicity, where it is 
aesthetically beautiful but also a joy to use is all part of good design and a second part of that is mobile friendliness although this isn't as much of a problem these days as it used to be before but make sure your website is mobile friendly because most searches most website transactions these days happen on iPhones and mobile devices as well as tablet devices like iPads so make sure that your website is fully tested for mobile responsiveness The other thing that I also want to mention in here under good design is high quality images. A lot of times the website itself may not be pretty looking but if the images are of high quality they will retain your customer for a much longer period of time. Another thing to remember is an intuitive checkout experience. We talked about payment processing and self-hosted versus third-party hosted payment pages but make sure that the entire checkout experience from start to finish is a very pleasant experience. It's a very simple experience. and so that it can make your customer move through these steps very very quickly and i want to wrap all of this up in an acronym that we've all heard about keep it simple stupid we've all heard this acronym before k i s s keep it simple silly <laughs> there are multiple other versions of this but i'd like to use this one here make sure it isn't complex make sure that you've kept it as simple as possible and at the risk of giving too much information to your customer make sure you're able to split out the various pieces of information into different pages if you have to and a good case study in here is a website like amazon amazon is one of the most complex websites in the world but if you were to have a look at it they've tried to keep many many things really simple and move the customer as quickly as possible from one step to another Now once you've decided what e-commerce platform we're going to get into step number 6 which is online payments. You've got your beautiful e-commerce website ready and now you're ready to start selling. There's one more thing that you need to do which is be able to collect money from your customers and you do this through payment processors. Just because you have an e-commerce website doesn't mean you're going to be able to collect money from your customers using their cards. You need to plug in something called a payment processor or a payment channel and here in the UAE there's many many options for you to choose from you've got companies like teller t e l r you've got companies like payfort p a y f o r t which is now owned by amazon you've got companies like paytab all of these offer you the ability to collect money from your customers using their payment technologies you can connect these payment processors to your websites either using an already made integration or have your website designer custom integrate that for you but once you have these plugged in you're now able to collect money from your customer so how does these payment processors actually work at its simplest level you've got money being collected from your customer through your payment processor which is then deposited into your merchant bank account your merchant bank account may or may not be different from your business account and requires a lot more paperwork but make sure that you have a merchant account set up as you start to approach different payment processors because that's the first thing they need to see that you have up and running now when the merchant account has been connected to your payment processor what typically happens is the payment is collected either on what they call a self hosted payment page or a third party hosted payment page the self hosted payment page refers to the payment system being built inside your website and again your payment processor will give you all of the options to do that if that's what you want to do or you can simply depend on a third party hosted payment page which basically means that as a transaction is being completed the customer is going to be redirected to a payment page that has already been set up for your company and once that payment is complete the customer will then be redirected back third party hosted payment pages are the most common 
options to choose from because everything has already been done and literally very little work for you to do. Why would you choose a self-hosted payment page? That would depend on how much customization you want in that page. So in terms of branding, colors, logos, and also some other text that you'd like to see are usually the cases when you're going to use a self-hosted payment page. Obviously, the complexity is a lot more higher. But again, like I mentioned earlier, building something of your own gives you a lot more customization options. In this case, however, it's not a big deal if you don't end up going this route. Like I said, third-party hosted payment pages are the most common options and easiest options to work with. And that's step number six on how to make sure you're ready for payment collection on your website. And finally, step number seven is tying online and offline together. So we spent the last few steps talking about building that e-commerce website. But what if you already have a retail store, a physical store that you have set up prior to setting up your e-commerce? Or what if you're thinking about going forward with a physical store in the future? As I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, figuring out what your e-commerce strategy looks like and how that ties into your overall business strategy is very, very key. And this is a very good example of that. Being able to understand how the two are going to work together is very important for your e-commerce success. In fact, it's very important for your business success because these days it's all about selling omni-channel. And what I mean by omni-channel is a business that sells on multiple channels, but it treats its customer across these channels as one, as opposed to having different customer records for the same customer in different systems. So omni-channel is a really, really advanced version of selling across multiple channels, but appearing as one channel. And that's usually compared to multi-channel, which is the option that we've been talking about so far. Omni-channel, as I mentioned, is a lot more complex and usually is a migration or a progression from once you get started selling online. We're not necessarily talking about omni-channel in this episode. However, I just want you to be aware that omni-channel is really the direction most e-commerce businesses are already heading into. And again, technology plays a very, very key role in how successful you are at Omnichannel. But all of the things that we have talked about today do play a very important role in setting up yourself for success in Omnichannel. And that's probably a topic for another episode. But in here, the other thing that I need for you to understand also is how you can leverage online and offline. There was this really good documentary that I watched a few days ago called Netflix versus the World. And in that documentary, I realized how Blockbuster, the biggest competitor to Netflix, actually launched its own Netflix kind of subscription, but they were leveraging their physical stores as a very big part of that subscription business. You could technically rent a video or DVD online, but then go back into the store and change for a new one, which Netflix couldn't do because Netflix never had physical presence. And that's a really good way to understand how you can leverage your physical store in addition to your online store. So stuff like order online, pick up in store or order online, exchange in store are great examples of how you can mesh these two and become really, really good at working your way towards omni-channel. The other thing also is endless aisles. It's a term that I picked up recently in where while your customer is shopping in store, you may be able to direct them to an iPad that is connected to your website so that they can shop directly on your website while they're in your store without talking to a physical cashier, which can really help speed up the checkout process for customers that are in store as well. So how you can connect offline and online together is a very big part of this process as you start moving forward with your own e-commerce strategy. 
I hope this has been helpful and I hope that you enjoy these seven steps that I've laid out for you as a guide to getting started with selling everywhere. So let me do a quick recap for you. We started with step number one, which is figuring out your e-commerce strategy and how that fits into your overall business strategy. The second step is figuring out your feature list. What is it that you'd like to offer on your e-commerce website? Who would you like to offer it to? What does the core customer look like? And what does their pain look like that you can effectively solve through your website? Step number three was taking that and then converting that into a wireframe, which can be done through a UI or a UX user interface or a user experience designer, which is basically putting together a reference design before you even start building the website. Step number four was figuring out if you'd like to build your own website platform or choose from our options of ready-made platforms. Step number five was what are the ready-made options that are available to you today in 2021 as you get started with building your e-commerce website and some of the pros and cons of each. Step number six walked you through the payment processing options, why and how you can get started with payments on your website. And finally, tying online and offline together. I hope this has been really helpful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm so excited for the remainder of the Retail Entrepreneur Series that is coming out soon. Stay tuned. You'll get to hear some amazing stories from some amazing entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for staying with me till the very end of the episode. You've done it. I've got three specific asks for you. Only if you think that this podcast is worthy of your support and if you've enjoyed the content. My first request is for you to hit the subscribe button. Actually smash that subscribe button so that you can get notified when new episodes come your way. Or if you haven't already, head on over to elevatedentrepreneur.fm and subscribe to the podcast on the website so that new episodes are emailed to you right away. My second request is for you to help me spread the word with your friends and families and business owners that would enjoy this podcast and help elevate them too. You can do that either by leaving a review on your Apple device or just telling your friends how cool this podcast is. And finally, if there's a question that you've been dying to ask me or if there's pieces of feedback that you'd like to give me, head on over to elevatedentrepreneur.fm slash speak where you'll be able to record a voice message that I can listen to and also maybe feature here on the podcast together with my answer. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Much love. And I'll see you in the next one.